Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. I'm talking with women who share their experiences and what they've learned. We talk about where they're taking action, where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and how they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So, let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. And I hope this podcast encourages, inspires, and challenges other women to use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. We can take action, and we can make a difference in the world, friend. In today's episode, Empowering Survivors of Sex Trafficking, I'm talking with my friend Brandy Both of The Power Project. Brandy mentors women who've been rescued from sex trafficking and helps them walk into a positive, purpose-filled future. Brandy is walking in her fierce calling. She's providing life coaching to women to help them realize their spiritual gifts and strengths so they can walk in their purpose and better serve the kingdom of God. I know what Brandy has to say will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Brandy both. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I am so blessed and excited to share with you my friend, Brandy Voth. She has an amazing story to tell today. She's a social entrepreneur, a speaker, author, and podcast host who inspires women to lead purpose-filled lives and own their God-given power. She just launched a book called The Power Project, A Journey of Purpose, that chronicles the last three years of her fully stepping into God's calling on her life, which was from coaching women in business to mentoring survivors of trafficking. And we're going to hear all about that. So welcome to the show, Brandy. So great to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just, I'm always honored anytime that someone opens up their platform and uh, gives the opportunity for me to come be a guest and hang out with their audience. So thanks for having me. Yeah, such a pleasure. And tell us a little bit about your family and then anything else you might want to share about you that someone might not know. Oh, absolutely. So I am a boy mom and I have a 26-year-old stepson and a brand new daughter-in-law about a year. And then I have a 14-year-old boy and 11-year-old boy. So I spend my time at off-road dirt bike tracks and car shows and uh, fishing and <laughs> that all, all the things crazy and adventurous and my husband and my kids all are fearless. And uh, something that most people don't know about me is that I'm actually scared of everything. (laughs) (laughs) I have probably like more irrational fears than any person should. And my husband is scared of nothing. And so I really, really hoped that our kids would be this nice, healthy blend between the two of us. But instead they, um, they only enjoy what might possibly kill them. So, (laughs) you know, we live, I live my motto by put a helmet on them and say a prayer and release them to the wild. Amen. The boy mom life. Yes. That is us (laughs) in a nutshell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a son and a daughter and they're grown and they have kids of their own now. So I have grandsons who definitely I can relate to that. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and my husband is, you know, the same way. If I go somewhere, I'm like, okay, y'all don't get into any shenanigans. Uh-huh. Uh, when mom leaves, they decide to, if they decide to do stupid human tricks and <laughs> They all fuel each other. So like they kind of laugh about like, oh no, don't, no, mom wasn't here. Don't tell that story. <laughs> right. Yes. I've heard that too. It's like, shh, here comes Gary. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is like, a, that's a boy club that that is a need to know information. A mom does not need to know it. Exactly. Except they don't think about that when they film everything. It's like, <laughs> they have it all on camera. So yeah, they do that. And I also have two lovely granddaughters who oh, like, fun. like to read and you know. I'm hoping that like, I'm hoping that, so my stepson's mother has two boys as well. And so we always say that he has to have all girls so that we can just share the girls between all of us because we have all boys. I have all nephews. I mean, it's just, it's a boy world in my life. <laughs> well, I am so excited for you to share about your ministry because you are ministering to girls, women. And so God has put that on your heart. And I would love for you to share, Brandy, how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Oh, that's a loaded one. And, and, you know, like to kind of feed off of what we were saying, as far as being a boy mom, I, I really, really wanted a girl. I wanted a daughter so badly. Um, now that my friend's daughters are teenagers, I'm thankful God gave me exactly what I was equipped for. Mm -hmm. I am a boy mom, but it really dawned on me once I began uh, working with the women that I work with and mentoring the women that I work with. It really dawned on me that you know God didn't give me daughters because he needed me to go speak into his daughters and work with his daughters. And so I've got my girls and I love my girls. They're amazing. And as far as uh, the passion and the compassion and conviction, is that what we, the three? Yeah. Ooh, so that's loaded. So where it intersects would be that I am incredibly, incredibly passionate about helping women realize their strengths and their gifts and how they serve the kingdom and the greater purpose and the commission on their lives in all aspects, in, in business, in serving in church, in serving in your communities. And so taking that from what I've done with building a sales team of women and coaching them and realizing their strengths and their gifts simultaneously, I was called into this crazy world of fighting trafficking and mentoring survivors. And this was nothing that I was searching for. This was like, I knew that there was a greater, bigger calling that, that God was pulling me into, but I have, I, I have zero experience, zero past background, nothing that attaches me to this cause. People are always like, but why that? And it was because my passion for business and sales and training my sales team had taken me to Australia and I had seen a billboard that said immigrants are targeted for trafficking. And it was really the first time in my life that it dawned on me, like the word trafficking. And I was like, well, that's strange. You know, like I, I'm sure I had read it before and seen it before. This is the first time in my life I remember human trafficking like popping out. And that was where like God started all the seeds that he had been planting, all of that calling that he had been pulling on my heart, where I was in this place of, of conviction of, okay, I'm, I'm great in business. I'm great in sales. I'm great at coaching and training, but God, I know that there's something else you're pulling me into. So like, where am I at here? So I was open hands, open heart. 
And, uh, it, yeah, God like planted it and said, I'm not letting you get away from this. This is what you're going to do. And that was in May of 2017. And since then it's been a full on journey of purpose that God has led me down the path for. Wow. And it sounds like as you were saying all along, God has been equipping you for things to come. So what kind of business background did you work in? Sure. It's this beautiful orchestration of, of, you know, God's designed it all along. And then one day you look up and you're like, oh, okay, God, you did all this on purpose. So I went to college for international studies and then I, I ended up quitting college and I was in sales. So I've always done sales. I love sales. And then I became a stay-at-home mom for about 10 years and I loved being a stay-at-home mom, loved it. But I like, I really love business. I really love working. I really love having like my thing, my jam, you know, I, I love sales. I love meeting new, you know, quotas and levels. And I love that. And so in the midst of that, between like my, my international studies majors background, where I was planning to, you know, go travel the world and, you know, do all the big things. And then my sales background, I just kept saying, I love being a mom and it's great and it's beautiful, but I also like have a call in my heart for something that's bigger. And from that, my husband and I have a few businesses, um, like six. And so uh, from that, from the stay-at-home mom, I ended up stepping into our machine shop business where we make parts for airplane seats and came in to help with the outside sales. We ended up having to restructure some business stuff, took over office management. And uh, really, my husband and I kind of had to dig in real deep and work to save a business that we had made the wrong decisions appointing different people in different places. And so from there, I uh, right about that time, I launched my skincare business. And so I have a skincare franchise that have a team across the U.S. It's a virtual franchise, everything online and women in 17 states in the U.S. and all the territories of Australia. I had been in that place of variety of backgrounds, but truly this business, this, you know, direct sales business was where I, I had the first opportunity in my life to build a team of women and coach women and train women. I had always worked with a lot of men and it's kind of funny because I was like, I can't believe God brought me to a business where I'm like surrounded by women daily <laughs> because um, I don't coach in the manner that most women receive. I don't lead in the same way that most women lead. I I'm kind of like strong-willed and opinionated and loud and, you know, a real go-getter. Mm -hmm. So I had a learning curve of learning how to coach different personalities and train different personalities and work with different strengths and gifts, which all of it was equipping the path that we're on now where I teach a, a life coaching and business class once a week to survivors of human trafficking, sexual exploitation at an aftercare home. And then we're in the very infantile stage of launching our social enterprise hat company off the ground where we employ the women that I mentor and some women from other organizations. And eventually we'll, we'll employ men as well as soon as that aftercare home is open. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's those kind of like, you know, building blocks along mm -hmm. the path or stepping stones, like each one, I couldn't have gotten to the one I'm standing on today if I hadn't have gone through all the other ones along the path. Mm. Isn't that amazing how you can look back and see how God kind of brought all that about? And oh, it, absolutely. Like all bills on the next step. Yes. Each step is just one right step. <laughs> forward. Yes. Yes. And I will say that I, like I know, and when I wrote the book, the whole purpose of writing the book is because 
the last three years have been incredibly transformational. You know, we, we literally for 10 years, I was a stay at home mom. You know, we saw the same people. We did the same thing. We had the same routine. We had the same schedule. And then like God just turned our entire world upside down. And people are like, what are you, how did you get to this? Like, what are you doing? How did you do that? How did you start this? And oftentimes people tend to like ignore the journey along the path, you know, or the journey along the way they see like point A and point B and they think they see your destination thinking it's the destination, right? They don't realize like this is a journey and the journey continues past point B. So I wrote the book with the intention of this is like all the ways that God's been preparing me my entire life for where I'm standing and he's not done and it's evolving and it continues to grow. And this, this is what it looks like. It looks like being obedient and open hands, open heart. And here I am. Sure. You know, use me. Okay. Even if this isn't something that I wanted to do, because I'll be honest, when I was in the place of that searching for purpose place, right? Because we always go outward. We always think it's like, out there instead of in here and, and, and I'm gesturing cause we're on camera, but uh, for your listeners, like we always think it's something external that we have to go in search of and it's internal. Like it's what God's placed in our heart all along. And he's given us everything we need to serve the purpose we were put here for. So when I was in that seeking stage, I really, really thought like I'm going to Africa on a mission trip. I'm adopting an orphan or two, and I'm just going to, tell my husband he'll be fine with it, you know? And it, that was really what like, you know, so when, when human trafficking came up and just kept coming up over and over and wouldn't leave me alone, I knew nothing about this other than like what most people know, which is like a Hollywood version of it, which is false, like a false narrative. Mm. And I, I, I wrestled with it. I struggled with it. I argued with God over it. I'm like, there is no way whatsoever that I should be in this cause. Like I've lived a great life. I've never had abuse or trauma. I don't know how to even like empathize with this person. Like I don't understand recidivism. You know, they're like, I don't understand like people being manipulated by drug abuse. I don't like, I, there were so many things that were so foreign to me. And I was like, God, this is dark and dirty and dangerous and I have children I need to protect and I don't think I want any part of this. You know, like I just really didn't. And I, I ran for a few months and it was like, God's like, Hey, guess what? You told me that you'll go wherever I tell you to go. And you'll say yes. If I just tell you what you have to do. Yeah. So now you have to do it. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause sometimes in our minds, it's like on our own terms, we don't actually say that, but it's like, well, wait, I thought I was going to go to Africa or, you know, I thought, you know, yes. it's like, no, this is what I have for you. And I love how you were talking about when you first saw trafficking, when it first was prevalent to you and just kind of stood out to you. It's almost mm -hmm. like reminds me of, you know, when you read scripture and you might've read the same verse millions mm -hmm. of times, and then all of a sudden something just stands out that you hadn't maybe even noticed before. It's uh, something that reminds me of Christine Kane, where she yeah. talks about, you know, yeah. I think was she in Greece or something when she saw all the posters? Yes. And let me tell you this, like this beautifully orchestrated plan of God, which I, every time I'm amazed by it, I'm like, why am I amazed by it? He's God. <laughs> Duh. So I had, I had no idea who Christine Kane was like probably mm -hmm. the only like 
you know, Southern Christian woman that you would ever meet that had no clue who this lady is. When I saw this billboard in Australia, right? And, and she's Australian. And, and so when I saw this billboard, it, it just, it said something about immigrants being targeted. And so once I came home and I started kind of like, I kind of started telling people like, Hey, I think I'm supposed to do something with this. You know, your group of your accountability partners that are your girlfriends that you're like, Hey guys, like, I think maybe this is something God's calling you to. And so I'd started kind of mentioning that. Then in the meantime, our church is going to a women's conference. So we're going to go to Propel. Still no clue who Christine Kane is. And, and so then I, I start researching like anti-trafficking organizations. Because guys, if you're at home and you're listening to me right now, or you're driving down the road and you're listening and you're like, I feel this call, but I don't know how to get involved. Go Google it. Literally with Google and God, we can do anything that we set yeah. our minds to. So I start Googling and I find A21 as I'm going through this whole search. And I'm like, well, this organization really speaks to me. It just seems like it's a grassroots effort and it's international. And this one, I really align with it. So I sign up, I end up signing up to be an A-team leader for A21 and I sign up for the Walk for Freedom. Start reading Christine Kane's story. Well, I had seen the billboard. And then after the billboard, I had seen the posters in airports that mm -hmm. said missing children are targeted for trafficking. Mm -hmm. And so I end up like realizing, oh, okay, so then Christine Kane learned about it in an airport in Greece with a poster, same way I did. I've signed up for her organization, right? And then it just all kept like little hints just kept coming and putting it together. And I'm like, okay, so this is where like A21, Christine Kane and I, you know, come full circle. So last fall, A21 and Governor Abbott's office in Texas partnered up for the Can You See Me campaign. We launched across the, across the state of Texas billboards that are talking about human trafficking and helping spread community awareness, bring attention to the cause and just start educating and really empowering local communities to pay attention, make a phone call. So I went and, and on the press conference tour and spoke as the A21 representative with Governor Abbott's office about this billboard. And I'm like, I learned about this in Australia from a billboard. So, you know, God can put a message anywhere he wants, but I love, love when something comes so full circle like that. And you're like, yeah, God, this is you. Like, this is all you. This is not any of my doing. Wow. That is so cool because I didn't even know about the connection that you had I with know. A21 and all of a sudden I'm just talking about Christine K, you know, because yes. uh, we did several revival studies in a group that I had. And so I remembered that story when she saw the posters and she's like, what is going on? Why are all these kids missing? Yes. You know? And then it was like, what is happening with this? And so that just really impressed upon me such a, an amazing story of how God just sparked something in us. And we yes. just, we don't even know where it's leading to, but next thing you know, you're kind of deep into it and you go, wow, how did I get here? Oh, it must yes. have been God. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's like, I, at this point, I'm like, listen, there are no accidents along this path. There's yeah. not one person that has been brought into my life that is not part of my journey. And so every time someone's like, that's so crazy. Or that's, it's such a small world. I'm like, no, it's such a big God. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's not a small world. It's a big God. I love that. That's amazing. I'm going to definitely put that quote in the show notes. <laughs> so I am just amazed by how God has put all of this together in your life. And so talk to us a little bit about how that happens. Like when the women come out of the trafficking, 
Sure. So you and I had chatted earlier and you were talking about you do the, the strip club ministry, um, which is an amazing, amazing ministry. And what I don't know if many of your listeners know, but a really common misconception is that people don't understand the strip clubs are a hub for trafficking. And the majority of women that are in strip clubs are being trafficked or will be trafficked. The majority of them are not there by their own free will through force, fraud, or coercion. They're being controlled by someone. And so the women that I work with, a lot of them have been in the clubs. You know, the majority of them have, have at some point or another been in a club. And I work with survivors over the age of 18. So I knew when I started doing the research and looking into God calling me to this, I, I literally from day one kept hearing him say, like, you're supposed to be working with survivors, empowering and restoring them. And you're supposed to tell them that they sold their body, but they couldn't sell their hearts because I paid for that a long time ago. And so I, um, I just really felt this. And I, so as I started investigating and researching, I found some different ministries that were uh, child trafficking organizations that I just, I knew I wasn't really called to that. You know, that I, I just knew that wasn't where I was being called. And then I went and did some training with a crisis center. And uh, as, so I'm a frontline sexual assault advocate. And I'm thankful I went through the certification and the process because I learned how to interact and deal hands-on, you know, with, with someone who's been through it. But I still knew going through it, like, that's not where God had placed me. Like, I knew that I was in the restoration piece. So I found this one organization that was the only one in North Texas that served the, like, the over 18 population of women that I found of its kind and uh, went to their orientation learned about it. And immediately I'm like, this is the organization I'm supposed to be plugged into. I went straight up to the director afterwards. Cause this was like where, you know, finally I had surrendered, given it to God. And I'm like, once I say I'm going to do something, I go. So I went straight up to the director and I said, I want to volunteer. I feel like I've been called to this organization and I'm really great at mentoring and I'm really great at speaking. So plug me in however you want. And that's, that's what got the ball rolling. So the women who come into the organization have typically been through rehab and or a crisis center before they ever get to the aftercare home. So the aftercare home is a nine to 12 month program and it's a national organization. It's Refuge for Women, uh, national organization with, with seven homes now across the U.S. And in that organization, they teach them, you know, really the, it's the first time these women are having a relationship with Jesus and they learn who Jesus is and who they are and that they were created for purpose. And so they they, we really, they walk them through that restoration piece and healing and teach them life skills. And then they get to me in the second phase, they've been working on unpacking trauma and pain and healing. And then when they get to me, we start teaching the class is about a three phase class. And the first beginning of it, we walk through unpacking mindset from the past and we unpack obstacles from the past and we unpack the behaviors that led us to the obstacles in the past. Mm -hmm. And so after we unpack it and they kind of get thrown off because it's a business class and they're like, what are we doing? I thought you're going to teach me how to get a job, you know? Then we stand in the present where we really say like, this is who we are today. And these are our strengths and these are our gifts and these are our talents. And I'm worthy. And this is how, this is what we're going to do. And then we move forward into, this is where I'm going in the future. This is my vocational plan. This is my dream, my big, crazy, audacious dream plan. Um, 
And so we really, they get equipped with the skills to get a job. You know, that's the first and foremost is find work that pays the bills. It doesn't have to be that great, big, fancy purpose. You know, we got to pay some bills. And then secondly, like, what does our long-term goal look like? Because I, I don't ever want them to be stuck, you know, in one place. And then third is what is our really crazy, scary, big thing we want to do that we have never known we could do before now. So we walked through that. And in the process of walking through that class, it's been really, really evident and obvious that the obstacles that they face really limit their employment opportunities. So the first thing we talk about is what obstacles do you have to overcome? And I had a girl sitting in class and she looked at me point blank and she said, well, I'm in a program. You're a business owner. Would you hire me? And you know, my response is yes, heck yes, I would. Um, but I don't have a business where it makes sense to be able to hire you right now. The businesses I have, you know, skincare business, like you don't really have a network at this point, you know, so you could do it, but it's going to be hard. And the aerospace industry, you know, you're in a, in a machine shop with a bunch of guys and it's not really going to be conducive at this point. They're not going to know to be nice to you or, you yeah. know, so I had had this idea for quite some time. I love, love hats. And so for quite some time, I had wanted my own hat line eventually. It was kind of like in my like five to 10 year plan. And I came home that day and I told my husband, I'm like, so we're starting a hat company <laughs> and I'm going to employ, employ the girls that I mentor. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are today. Um, we, we've kicked off and hats are in production right now. We've been doing pre-orders for the last two months, testing the market on styles and um, the hats will be out. The, the website's up, but they'll be out, out first of October. And we've got about three phases because the goal is not just to employ and provide transitional employment. That is a key piece where we're set up where the girls stamp the hat bands. It's a job that whether they're with us for a month or a year, it's something they can do. And then the second level goal is bring them on as full-time employees where we're teaching them business skills, bookkeeping, sales, marketing, photography, you know, email, all of the things that you need to run a, a successful business so that they can take those skills to whatever job they want to go apply for from here on out. And then, um, you know, third phase of it all beautifully orchestrated would be that ideally we want to provide a place with transitional living and transitional employment in the same facility, same area, same location where transportation is not an issue and you have that community support. That's where we're at today. Wow. That's what I was just going to say too, beautifully orchestrated. That is so amazing how it all is coming together and that meeting a need spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. It's like all of these needs that God meets our needs. That's yes. his promise. And so how he is using this organization and this business that he birthed through you with these hats. That's so cool. So what is the name of the hat business? So I, it's the Power Hat Company, the Power mm -hmm. Hat Co. And uh, it's on Instagram. It's got its own website. You can check it all out. And I am, I'm really passionate. I knew in the get-go, I didn't want to start a nonprofit organization. Um, I think a lot of people, when they get this feeling that they're being called to a purpose, they immediately think, I'm going to go start a nonprofit, which is super commendable. But it is hard. Like I personally closely work with 32 separate organizations that it's hard. It's really hard in 2020 right now when donations have dried up and grants are being reallocated. 
So I knew all along that was not ever what I was going to do. And I didn't know it was going to look like the form of social enterprise, but I firmly believe that that passion God gave me for business, that as a Christian woman, it's real easy to be like, well, I'm not really supposed to really like making money and sales and building businesses and building sales teams. That's never going to serve the purpose that God, no, that is exactly right. Like God put that in me so that I would create this social enterprise and bring women in to mentor. And eventually men will open the table eventually and bring them in to mentor and sell hats and build sales teams so that we can further the kingdom. Because oftentimes in the Bible, we get it mixed up. This whole faith community has elevated, elevated the idea of ministry, right? We've elevated a guy on a stage or a woman on a stage. And that like the highest form of calling that we see is ministry on stage. That's ministry, right? You're preaching. You have to be a preacher to minister, but we forget the whole process of vocational ministry and vocational service, vocational servanthood, where we can use the gifts and the strengths and the talents that we have. My ultimate goal with the business is um, to take that love of startups that we have and use our, our passion for mentoring entrepreneurs. They have a passion, they want something of their own. And I want to be able to say, you know what, we're gonna help get you set up with, you love to cook and you love people. We're gonna set you up with a food truck and we're gonna help teach you this business and we're gonna help you run this business and grow this business. And yeah. so that's the, that's the end goal. Like my, I, I just sprung that one on my husband. He's like, really? So we're not gonna slow down ever. I'm like, nope, nope. I mean, you know, but when we get to heaven, there's no way God's going to be like, you've been sitting on a beach doing nothing. And you know, what were you doing? We're going to be like, nope, we came sliding in sideways with some smoke spinning off our tires. <laughs> I love that visual. <laughs> that's a, that's an amazing business model though. You know how you built your building, you're building yeah. on a foundation that's firm and, and how you're allowing women to see that they can do things that they never thought they could. I just love that process that you're taking the women through and that you get them at a stage where they're kind of moving beyond all of the rehab and all of that. And now they're ready to focus a little more clearly on where they're going forward and what their future could actually look like. And I think that's amazing. So tell us also a little bit about your book, The Power Project, A Journey of Purpose. It's the story of my journey for the past few years, but it's not just a story. It's, it's a tangible guide. And I provide takeaway action steps in the majority. I believe almost every chapter has takeaway action steps to where that I don't ever want anyone to read the book and be like, Oh, that was good. You know, and push it to the side. And then it never, they never do anything with the knowledge that they learned in it. I want them to read it and not be inspired. I want them to read it and be called to action. And I want them to see, oh, this is what she did. This is how she got from here to there. This is what I need to do to get from here to there. I always visualize it as like, I, like I think of like a bunch of women standing on a cliff and like one woman can throw a rock into the ocean and make a ripple, right? But like if we all cast a rock at the same time, like we can create this like massive tidal wave. And I just want a massive tidal wave of impact rolling across the world. Mm, that is awesome. And how many lives are being impacted to mm -hmm. there? Because all of these lives that you're interacting with, they're all getting to take part in that and have a piece of where 
all of it's going. So that's a beautiful thing. So do you remember the, I can't remember the name of it. Like I, you always see it on like men's desks in movies or TV shows. There's like six silver balls suspended on a cable and you pick one up and it like hits the one at the other end and they yep. all swing back and forth. That's what we all have the capability of in life. And when you're saying, when you're talking about like the lives that are impacted, one of our recent graduates that I mentored, she's so on fire and she's like, listen, I want to be, I want to coach others. I want to mentor others. Like I want to do what you do with more girls who need to hear it. So she's set, she's on track to go be a peer support mentor and then like work on some life coaching certifications. That's awesome. So how can the listener connect with you, Brandy, and get more info? Oh, well, I am all over all the, all the social medias. Uh, the easiest is going to be, if you can follow my personal Instagram at Brandy Vos, and then my link trees on there with all the ways that you can find me. My website is the-powerproject.com. You're going to see a link for the hats there. You're going to see a link for the books there. You're going to see a link for some coaching and mentoring there. All the things are over there at thepowerhatco.com. The Power Hat Co's on Instagram and the Power Project podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, I'm there running my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a pleasure having you on today. Thank about you. This. I did want to tell you if you guys want to get a discount on the hats, you can get use the code Power Squad and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Cool. Thank you. That's amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that is so great. And we're just looking forward to seeing what is coming down the pipe with all you're doing with the Power Project. I love your site too. I love that one photo of you. It's like you're in motion. Oh, like where, like my hair's like blowing yes. up from the fan. Yeah. That was one of those, like my photographer, listen, I don't really do like, like the, like sexy, like hair blowing in the wind thing very well. <laughs> and I, I'm also kind of a control freak. So the fan came out, my hair went everywhere. I'm like, what is this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Well, I love it. And it just like, it just captures your personality and your drive and let's just do this. You know, I just, I love well, it. Well, I, I kind of feel like I'm standing in the midst of a wind tunnel right now. So it's a pretty <laughs> representative picture. Standing in the wind tunnel with Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, thank you friend for having spent this time with us. We're so blessed by it and I hope to have you on again. Absolutely. And I just wish you all the best of luck. And I pray that God's blessings just pour out uh, across you and your audience and that your, that your show will just continue going and blessing others and furthering the kingdom. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. That is just such a blessing. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I hope you're inspired, encouraged, and challenged to take some action by what Brandy had to share today. I love chatting with her and hearing how she's using her God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. It's so amazing how she not only teaches life skills, business skills, but she also created a social enterprise hat company to employ these precious women that she mentors. That is just like our God. That's what he does, friend. He knows our needs and he uses us to meet the needs of others. I loved how Brandy said in the show, it's not a small world, it's a big God. That is so true. And Brandy can rock a hat for sure. And she wants you to rock one too. So head on over to her website, The Power Hat Co., and use the code POWERSQUAD to receive a 10% discount on your purchase. 
taken some of her podcast episodes on the Power Project podcast. You can find the links to all of these places on Brandy's site, the-powerproject.com. And I'll have all those links for you in the show notes, including her Instagram and Facebook pages. Friend, you have a fierce calling. God has plans for your life, and you are always meant to be here. I feel like the Lord wants me to share. Some may have had difficult upbringings, may have had really hard beginnings, but one thing is definitely sure. God knew you before you were knitted together in your mother's womb. You have a purpose. God has plans for you. Never give up, and don't forget to reach out for help. If you're struggling today with something, reach out for help. We need each other. God has called us to encourage one another and lift each other up. I hope you join me next time when I invite another woman to share how she's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.